I have to warn you here at the very beginning that today's message could be challenging for some of you. We are going to be asking some very difficult questions of ourselves, and we are going to wrestle the truth right out of the Bible. So let me ask you a hard question. When life throws you a disappointment, will you blame God or will you believe God? Will you blame God or will you bless God? Our good, good Heavenly Father is teaching all of us who love Him to walk by faith and not by sight through all of life's disappointments. How you choose to face disappointments is up to you. My goal is to raise up a generation of worshipers who will defiantly lift their hands and their voices to heaven in spite of difficult circumstances in life. Welcome to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. This is Bible teacher and author Carol McLeod, and I love studying the Word of God with you. I believe that one of the most common things we deal with as children of God who live on planet Earth is fear, fear of the unknown, fear of change, fear that we won't walk in our destiny, fear that we'll miss God's will for our lives. Well, there was a man by the name of Abram who also dealt with fear concerning his future. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. And after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram. I'm a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. You know, in God's definition of greater than, there is no room for fear. Just like you can't be selfish and expect to live a great life, you can't be afraid and expect to live a great life. Fear and worry will keep you in a very small spot. You will never be able to dream with God if every thought that you think, every decision you make is birthed from a place of fear. My friend, God has something greater than good for people who refuse to fear. Genesis 15 verses 2 and 3. And Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me since I am childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Since you have given no offspring to me, one born in my house is my heir. So Abram's making a horrific mistake here. Abram is focused on what he sees in the natural, on the good life that he has built in his own strength. Abram is focused on what he doesn't have rather than on who God is. Abram's saying, I got no babies, God, and it's your fault. You could have given me a baby, but you didn't. You know, how often have you and I played the blame game with God? I have played it more times than I even wish to count. The blame game always is birthed out of disappointment. The blame game also has as its starting block walking by sight 
and not by faith. There is no winner when you play the blame game. You'll always lose time after time after time. So my friend today, remove yourself from a place of disappointment. Quit looking at what you see. Remind yourself who God is and what he has given to you. This is called great living at its finest. Genesis 15, four through six. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to Abram, saying, This man will not be your heir, but one who will come forth from your own body. He shall be your heir. And God took Abram outside and said, Now look toward the heavens and count the stars, if you are able to count them. And God said to Abram, So shall your descendants be. Then Abram believed in the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to Abram, as righteousness. You know, this story changes dramatically when God took Abram outside. When we insist on playing the blame game as human beings, God has a different game to play with us. He plays, let's count the stars. If you want something greater than your disappointment, greater than your pain, greater than your blame, you will play this life-changing game with God. You know, Abram and God weren't merely looking at stars. They weren't just looking at pieces of gaseous matter that were created at creation. Abram and God were looking at the babies, at the faces, at grown men and women that would come after Abram. Abram and God, they were looking at you. Abram and God were looking at the millions and millions of miracles that would be birthed out of Abram's dried up unproductive, ancient seed. God was teaching Abram to walk by faith and not by sight. And I wonder if all of our disappointments are meant to teach us the same thing. You know, earthly parents teach us how to tie our shoes, how to eat without making a mess, and how to drive a car. But our Heavenly Father teaches us how to count the stars, how to dream bigger dreams than our human pain can dictate. Do you know who wins? Let's count the stars with God. The winner is found in verse 6. Then Abram believed in the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Abram believed in the Lord. He one, my friend, will you blame or will you believe? If you want a life greater than good, then you will believe God. Genesis 16, verses 1 and 2. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children through her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. Sarai is still playing the blame game. Do you know what happens to people who insist on playing this lose-lose game? They lose. They become impatient. They make the wrong decisions. Blame will always lead you to choosing poorly. You are choosing based upon your pain rather than based upon the promises of God. Not only was Sarai still blaming God, but she influenced Abram from a position of blame. And when you blame God for the 
lack of good in your life. You never lose alone. You'll always take others down with you. The emotional deficit that is birthed out of blame may impact your family for generations to come. Blame is a poison that is passed down through emotional DNA. As you all know, Ishmael was born out of Abram's union with Hagar, Sarai's maid. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Now, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. God said, Abram, let's get one thing straight. I am God. You are not. I am. This is the first time that God introduces himself as El Shaddai. I am sufficient. I am more than enough. Abram, quit playing the blame game with me. Verse 2. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him. You know, nearly a quarter of a century has passed since Abram left behind his old for God's new. And Abram still had no baby other than Ishmael. And yet Abram falls on his face and worships. It's the only way that Abram knows how to respond. If you want a life greater than good, you will fall on your face in his presence. When a man or a woman responds to God by falling on their face, the miracle begins. The communication from heaven becomes more intense. Plans are revealed when you're on your face. God's word is spoken when you are on your face. Genesis 17 verse 4. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings will come forth from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you, and your descendants after you, throughout their generations, for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. When the greatness of God enters a man or a woman, their very identity is changed in that spot. You will go from good to great when God breathes on you, when you fall on your face in his presence and say, God, I'll change. I'll obey. I believe. I'll count the stars. It's your way and not my disappointments. God changed Abram's name to Abraham. God put the Yahweh sound into Abram's name, the sound of God's own breath. Verse 6 said this, I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings will come forth from you. The greater God is well able to do a miracle in your life. El Shaddai will cause you to give birth to dreams ideas and miracles that you could never accomplish in your own. You know, miracles are never conceived in blame or in selfishness. Miracles always come from believing and from blessing. Miracles happen when a man or a woman of God chooses to worship in spite of circumstances, in spite of events, and in spite of disappointments. Genesis 17 verses 15 and 16. 
Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and indeed, I will give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Do you remember how blame impacts your family for generations to come? Well, so does belief. So does blessing. So does falling on your faith. Sarai got Abram to do the wrong thing. But when Abraham's identity was changed, so was Sarai's. God breathed the Yahweh sound into Sarai's name, and she became Sarah. Let's pray. Jesus, we just declare today that your idea of good is so much better than ours. And Lord, we want to tell you that you are our greater than good. Jesus, we would really rather have you than silver or than gold. So Jesus, we give you permission to invade our lives with your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, You can also visit my website at justjoyministries.com. It's my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. Email me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.